0: Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made uh, for us to rejoice and to be glad. You have um, already enumerated all the days of our life, are, have already been written about in heaven. There's a scroll up in heaven with everything that you purposed for our existence here upon the earth, that we not forfeit and be fugitives of that call of heaven, that we might be connected with our savior, that we might walk in the light of his word, that your word might be a light and a lamp unto our feet, Lord, that we might, our, the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened even this morning that our heart would be captured by no other affection than the highest call of our upward call in Christ Jesus, Lord. That the the things of this world not be attractive to us because we see clearly the pearl of great price. We see the kingdom, we see the purpose, we see that we don't have much time. It's urgent, Lord, to be about our Father's business. And we pray that we would be plugged in and be fruitful, and that on that day we stand before you, we not be put to shame, having given our affections to other priorities. Fill us with your spirit, O God. Cause revival to take place in our hearts, O God. That we might revolutionize our generations, O God. That there would rise up a people that would fill the earth with the glory of God. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. So in every generation, there have been these very uh, strange people that have uh, stood up to serve God at levels that are noticeable. Um, there, there, There is, I don't know if you've heard about this. Have you heard about the Christian secret service? People that serve the Lord, but they... They, they do so, I don't want anybody to find out that I'm a Christian. Well, that's not our calling. Our calling is to arise and to shine bright so that the people would move in the direction of this brightness. So this, this message called take a stand for God is it's time that we prepare. If you were here on Wednesday night, we, we talked about times of preparation. Things you don't prepare for never happen. So I want to prepare you that in the coming days, it's, it's important that you be the person that would stand on God's behalf. Um, I love the verse Isaiah 59, 19. It says, when the devil, when the enemy comes in like a storm, see if you could read that the latter part of this verse, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. This word "standard" is the banner that's held up high in war, at the Civil War, at the height of the Civil War. If there was a battle between uh, the adversary and and the troops, those people that would raise the standard were all actually the leaders of the command, and they they would that that pole which had a large flag on it determined how the war was going as it moved forward against the enemy. You know we were prevailing. And, and there's people that do that for you in your life. They say, listen, quit quit following the devil's narrative and watch God's standard. The standard is moving forward from glory to glory, from victory to victory. If you ever think that the devil has a chance, you, you're being deceived. The Lord has the victory in all the battles. The Bible says he always leads us to triumph." How horrible the people that have a running narrative that this is not going well. It's going super well. When the enemy comes in, and somebody even said it like that. I I heard like about a month ago, somebody said, we have it all wrong. It's not when the enemy comes in like a flood. It's when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord comes against them. See, that's different. Uh, You got to be careful how you read the Bible. If you don't read it right, you might get it wrong. When the enemy comes in, and you could put a comma there, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Amen. Like to remind him, devil, you lost already. You don't have a chance. Listen, listen how silent it is in a Christian church. Not one Amen. You know why? Because we don't believe what the word of God says. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And and that has to be you. That has to be you in your marriage. That has to be you in your home. That has to be you in your church, in your community. We need people that take a strong stand for the Lord in situations. We're living in a time where no one takes a stand. And that means that each man is doing what is right in his own eyes. We're not those that are telling people, there's, you you have passed the mark of that which is approved by God. I love the passage in Acts chapter seven, verse 54. The Bible says when, when there were coming in a manner of rage, to, to come against Stephen here goes when they helped uh, when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth and then verse 55 they begin to hurl stones at him um, being full of the Holy Spirit Stephen looked up to heaven the first martyr of the church. And he took a strong stand with the Lord and he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of the Lord. And when he was standing for Jesus, guess what Jesus was doing? Standing for him. That's what you got to picture in that moment where you stand with God. It's going to make you bizarre. It's going to be, make you strange. But you will rest assured that Jesus stands with you at the right hand of the Father. A person who doesn't stand for something will fall for anything. That has become a devastation in our generation where where young men are being raised up by fathers who do not stand for God, who who conform to this world, who have an inability to be unique and and stand out for God. It, it is in every situation from the from the day, the, the the day begins, from the morning to the falling of the sun, the setting of the sun, for it to go in the sunset, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty 30, has to be at the forefront of everyday schedule where God says, I sought for a man. I sought for a man among them who would, stand in the gap, who would, would make a barrier, who would make a wall and stand on my behalf before the land so that, my, so that I should not destroy it, but there was no one standing. I didn't find any man standing. This is our constant conversation throughout the day on the telephone. Uh, how many think that, that the bishop gets some phone calls during the day? Right? my my family i mean they know that that 24 hour period the likelihood is that whatever's going on wherever we're at whatever we're doing i'm on the phone with somebody and i'm i'm asking them to take the stand where god has called them to take the stand right. there's a lot of men who have called me over the years it says should i leave my home what's the answer no. not in a million years never Never leave where you're supposed to take a stand, Amen. where you're supposed to be present. And so the the sad thing of our day is wherever you see pockets of injustice, pockets of depravity. When when I see women on videos, so we went to uh, this this place there, and all the videos were naked girls dancing to this rap music, and and I, I turned to my wife and I said, I don't know if the problem is the guys that are singing or the girls that are promoting it without clothes. So where, where who has dropped the ball? Uh, my wife will say both of them. But I'll say any man who uses the nakedness of a woman to advance his career is not a man. Amen. Because man has been called to cover cover nakedness that's what we learned at live love laugh at the marriage conference Um, it was ezekiel 16 verse 8 where the bible says it was the time of love and then um, i looked upon you indeed it was the time of love so i spread my wings and covered your nakedness young girl if a man wants to get in your nakedness Without covering you with his last name and with a wedding and with the honor of your parents, that's not love. Don't let him do it. Love covers nakedness. That'll preach. Love covers. And so covering the faults of the woman is the sign of man. If the man does not cover your nakedness and is critical to you, he needs to grow up. He needs to become like Christ and cover you with what he has. My wings covered you, your nakedness. And then I swore and took up an oath, a covenant of marriage. And you became mine, says God. We need to follow God's lead in that regard. That's a strong stance. I, I pray that in Puerto Rico, somebody stands up to tell these young men that when they when they make young women naked to advance their careers and musical videos that all they're showing is their lack of manhood all they're showing is their immaturity their irresponsibility and so i pray that a strong voice of god's spirit fall upon that land to cover those women You guys know Jennifer Lopez standing before 50 million people turning around showing her nakedness and twerking is only the sign as she has not found one man that would cover her nakedness, who would cover her shame. And so her children are seeing the exposure of no man standing up. So this is what the Bible is calling us to do. We don't understand it in its full context because we're so not used to seeing it. But all throughout the Bible, the men who took a stand for God saw the purpose of the Lord being fulfilled. And we're living in a day where the foundations of God's truth are being challenged by men and women who need To take a stand. 1 Corinthians 16 13 actually makes it a a standard of of manhood where it says, Watch and stand fast in your faith. Be brave, be strong. Um, The translation I have here is, Be alert, stand firm, act in faith like men. Like men be strong, that, that word be brave is talking about the courage of a man. And and there, there are places in the Bible I have found where men are not being courageous, where they're not being men, where they're not walking strong. Um, one of these verses that I, I, I pulled up this morning um, and it really, Was powerful in Jeremiah 51, verse 30. This verse here was really powerful. Verse, yeah, it says, The mighty men of Babylon have ceased fighting. There's just no way that we cannot be a barrier between those things that need to be defended and not defend, they have remained in their strongholds. They they they're stuck in in these dungeons, these prisons, the yoke, their might has failed. They begin to fight like women. Do you guys know a country that the men are starting to transgender over into women? America. We we you know bizarre that that now we see it normal that there are men. Uh, We we see that all over the place. Men holding on to the hands of men. And you're like, man, that's bizarre. Let me tell you why. They're scared of women. The, 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 The challenge to come alongside of the woman automatically measures you in the brave, courageous existence to be able to Lead and protect and provide. So when you're not up to the challenge, these men, they've lost their strength. They're being held in strongholds. They have become like women burning up their dwelling places. And the bars of their gates are broken. There's no protection. So we don't want to be like that. I want to call the church um, to the place where we belong to finally take a stand. It's not your wife who's going to determine whether you make it to church on Wednesday night Bible study. It's you. Right. It's you that you tell your family, uh, we need to be disciple and instructed of the Lord. And what's happening here on Wednesday night is no little matter, um, it's the preparation for the years that are going to come that's going to require a strong stand on behalf of God's word. Amen. One of the things that I first heard when I first became a Christian and this this would every time I heard this verse it would make me quake, those of you who fail to confess me before men. Matthew 10:32. Jesus said these words, if you're not going to stand for me, before others then don't expect me to stand before my father on your behalf you you need to understand these the same i don't know uh, the same sentiments i had 39 years ago when god told us bold face if you don't stand On my behalf before men, I will not stand on your behalf before my Father who's in heaven. And then we say, that's not fair. Come on, Lord. It's hard to stand for you before men. Whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. I I can't wait for the day that, that... Jesus, the advocate, when father brings up Joaquin Molina, you're going to hell and then say, Jesus stands up and says, Hey dad, this guy's, this guy's solid. This guy has been standing for me every day of his life. All the time he was upon the earth. There was no time that he hid and became secret service. He was bold and out front and full of the spirit of God. Stand for God and he will stand for you in heaven. Verse 33, it says, but the one who denies and rejects me before men. Why did he have to go there? That first one was good enough. No, now he's going to locate. The one who denies and rejects me before men, I will also deny before my Father who's in heaven. I don't want to be that fellow. I don't want I don't want to hang out with that that group. People who refuse to show who they are for God on this side of eternity. And so what what he's what It almost seems like with every statement that Jesus brings, he's going to bring the context of which it fits in. So why is he talking about confessing before men or denying before men? And then he presses in verse 34, because don't think I've come to bring peace. Why? Because when you stand up, controversy takes place right there, right then. Yesterday when I was going to talk to that man on the table, I said he might get offended, tell me off and create a scene. If I stand, there's going to be there's going to be a exchange. I I pray it's favorable. I pray he likes Richie Ray and salsa cuz I'm going to bring it up. And then I pray he doesn't get offended when I'm concerned about his soul. It was Years ago that my brother-in-law would invite me to the Miami Heat basketball game, it was their championship, and we were sitting right on the court, it was seven seats, six seats, right on the court, and I look over and I see George Perez, the Donald Trump of the Caribbean. And I said, how is it that I'm sitting here next to that guy and not talk to him? I'm not here to watch Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is great, but there I'm on assignment. And how will I talk to this guy? And and so the perfect time was halftime. Everybody went to the bathroom. The teams went in. I said, this is my shot over there, sat. I couldn't sit next to him because there was a guy sitting here, Ariola, the city manager. And I leaned over. I said, George Perez. He was like, you know me? I go, Yes. See, I'm a lawyer, but more important is your soul. And if you die tonight, you're going to stand before God without anything. You lose everything. Everything stays here. You're going to have to answer for your soul, and I want to help you with that. And he said, no, thank you. You are a weirdo. You are strange. You're unusual. Why would you confront me at the Miami Heat Championship when I'm here to relax? No, because there's something more important than the championship. It's your soul. Thank God, I think it was Caesar Ariola, I don't I forgot his name. The city manager, he says, I'm interested. Amen. Wow. I'll take the card. If he doesn't want it, I want it. Amen. And he says, Let's have lunch this week. And so I went and met with him and shared the gospel with him. Amen. But but we need to be those people on assignment. Follow my example if you need it. Be bold for God. Take the souls of men as serious as the devil does. And so the same thing happened at the Miami International Airport when Sylvester Stallone went by. Ooh, I said, Lord, no. He goes, yes. <laughs> Lord, please, no. And then he went by again. Yes. He went f- by five times. Five times. He doesn't go five five times nowhere. And with every time the Lord says, be bold and take a stand and go tell him that there's a, there's a conversation to be had with Rambo, with Rocky Balboa. And so I said, okay, Lord, here I go. And I walked into the store. I see Sylvester. I said, Mr. Stallone. He goes, yes. I, get, I have my card in my hand. And I knew the moment that I would say the word pastor, there was going to be controversy. So I turned to him and I said, I'm a pastor. And almost immediately he says, I don't need a pastor. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie because a year later his son would overdose and die. So I'm dying to meet him again and saying, God was faithful with you. And he came to reach out to you and you rejected God. Amen. And so I, I, I don't need a pastor. If you're a plumber and they say, I don't need a plumber, then why are you around, right? So I felt very, what's that called? Inadequate. You don't need a pastor? Then why am I here? So, so I said, well, I like your movies. <laughs> I enjoy you don't need a pastor, but I enjoy your movies and see you later. But, but it's not always going to be, uh, yes, come over to my house and let's talk about my soul. Let's talk about my family. Let's talk about my spiritual life. But it, it cannot be, the ball cannot drop on our side. Pastor God, God, give me the courage that I might be your representative upon the earth in every expression of wherever I go, wherever I stand. That I might confess you before men with the assurance that you're going to confess me before the Father. Verse 34, don't think I've come to bring peace. He's like, well, that, that wasn't the right time. The Bible says in season and out of season. Preach the gospel. There is no right time. Every time is the right time. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. What's that mean? That when I stand for God, there's automatically going to be contentious and a fight. There's going to be controversy. You need to be prepared to answer for that which you hold to be your faith. The Bible says, verse 35, for I've come to set every man against his father, against his daughter, a daughter against his mother, the daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law. There's gonna be controversy when you stand. And so a lot of people ask: well, if you're from God, then why is there so much controversy? There's always gonna be controversy when the soul of men is being fought for. There's, there's people that you're you're the first in your generation to break all the generational curses upon your children, upon your grandchildren. You don't think the devil's gonna let them go easy? You better be radical. You better be intense. You better almost be insane. Because the devil is playing for keeps. And so there is going to be a challenge. Verse 36, a man's enemies. This is all in the context of standing up. The enemies will be members of his own household. When one believes and the others do not. It's, it's an intense atmosphere, an exchange. The Bible says we battle not with flesh and blood, but because of principalities and demons, they don't want to let go. And when you stand up, you're standing up representing the kingdom of God. And there's going to be an exchange. But the Bible says light prevails over darkness. Verse 37, I can't do this to my family he who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Man, th- this, this aspect of the gospel causes people to confront controversy and nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to see the, the expressions of light versus darkness Good versus bad. The standard of of, of that line drawn in the sand. We need men and women willing. Verse 38. He who does not take up his cross. And follow me. Is not worthy of me. These, these 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 are lines in the sand. That, that mark the before and after of all these matters. And, 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 and this regards, verse 39, he who tries to preserve his life will lose it. If, if you don't stand, don't think that, that things are just gonna work out good. You're gonna see things just seep down into the depth of hell at levels that are crazy. We had the expression of young girls that were 12 and 13 years old and we were preaching a holy gospel to youth that, that when you walk in God's holiness, it defines you not being part of the world. And a lot, so many parents says, you're, you're too radical. You're, that's my poor daughter, she's 12 years old. Guess what she was doing 10 years later at 22? At the Playboy Mansion with Hugh Hefner. She was 12. Parents says, you're too radical. Your boundaries are too strong. My my, my child cannot, guess what? If if you're not radical about setting a line to be established, you're cursing your offspring. This family left our church because they said we were being too radical. But guess what? 10 years later, their daughter was at the Hugh Hefner Playboy Mansion in California. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that she was there not because God did not exist. She was there because her parents refused to keep boundaries of holiness and purity to preserve her life. Their marriage fell apart also, the parents. And then years later she would be getting married in Las Vegas with nobody there at her wedding. There was no celebration to be had because there's no one there to take a stand. If you've tried to find and preserve your life, you will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake, verse 39, will find it. There's gonna be an expression of glory that's coming down the road, but not if you fail to stand. He went on to say in verse 40, if they welcome me, he who receives and welcomes you receives me. Is as you take a stand and those people who take a stand with you, they're actually inviting Christ and his plan to come into their life. And those who receive me will receive my father who sent me. This is, this is, all, this is all part of the plan of to usher God's goodness into your life. But not if you fail to take a stand. Verse 41, he who receives and welcomes a man of God because he's a man of God, a prophet, will receive that prophet's reward. And he who receives this righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. Verse 42, whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of water. Because he's my disciple, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. So we're going to see expressions of the kingdom of God like we never expected when and finally somebody takes a stand. It was uh, Billy Sunday, the great evangelist who won Billy Graham to the Lord. And he says that he always had an illustration to share about a man who, who worked at a lumber yard and had a reputation of being very ungodly. A friend hearing that man had been hired said to him, if those lumberjacks find out you're a Christian, you're going to be, have a hard time. This is, this is true for any Christian. Whenever anybody hears that you're going to church, that you're being part of God, that you're reading the Bible, that you're speaking for him, you're hanging out with Christians, you've changed your company of those you gather with, they begin to treat you hard. This man responded, I know, but I need to go work there. I need a job. The next morning, he left for this lumber yard. A year went past. 12 months later, he came home to visit. And while he, he was in town, his f- friend who met him says, well, how did it go? Did they give you a hard time because you're a Christian? And the guy said, oh, no, not at all. They didn't give me a bit of trouble because they never found out I was a Christian. That's how a lot of people live. They don't tell anybody Christ has done something for them. John 19, 38, one of the men that was there at the time of Jesus' burial and resurrection was there. The Bible says that Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly. A secret service agent. He was a follower of Jesus But nobody knew. Uh, This happened to us in Cuba. They arrested us and they took us to the jail because Richard Lopez had a desire to take pictures of everything. And they asked him three times to stop and he would not. He kept on taking pictures. So they stopped us. They arrested us. They took us to jail. They put him back in the jail cell. Thank God that the captain of the jail cell in Havana was the son of a pastor. And secretly he told us, listen, do what you're doing, but do it in secret. Don't let people find out. And this man, Joseph of Arimathea, for the fear of the Jews, he asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. And so he came and took the body of Jesus for burial. So I hope that no one, in, we don't have a secret service department in our church, do we? Well, we have a lot of agents. Let's be bold for our faith. Let's stand up. Once you do that for God, you'll never be ashamed, the Bible says. You'll give God an opportunity to show up like he did for Daniel in Daniel 1 verse 8. Daniel made up his mind that he would not dishonor himself by partaking the portion of the king. He purposed in his heart. If you don't purpose today, and I think this is a great message for today, to come out of the closet and start being bold for your faith in Christ, we need it in this world. You need it in your marriage. You need it. I share this often, that when you pull out Christ as a card, you trump Satan and all his devices So I was there about to go visit Jules. He was in his last semester of medical school in Santo Domingo. And I said, I gotta make myself there to congratulate and celebrate his accomplishment. And I get on the airplane, I told Yvette, I said, Yvette, I'm gonna go spend some time with Jules. We're gonna celebrate, he graduates from medical school. I get on the airplane. I have one very good looking woman here who's young and one fairly attractive Cougar on this side and (laughs) They both began to say, what are you doing in Santo Domingo and why don't we connect and why don't we do this? And I said, yeah, I'm a pastor. Here you go. Here's my card. Conversation changed. <laughs> oh, my stepfather abused me. Oh, my husband left me. And now there's no, there's no pulling on anything that would cause me to stumble. As soon as you stand for Christ, the topic of conversation will change almost immediately. I love when Nick walked in that mall over here, Dolphin Mall, and I was with him, and the girl that was selling us something, she asked for Nick's phone number. Man, women are bold these days. And he says, here's my girlfriend's number, call her and get close to God. She was like, woo! (laughs) It's different when you stand for light, when you stand for who you are, when you do not compromise, when you do not, you know, abdicate your position in the kingdom and that's what Daniel did here. He refused to partake, but, but he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. He wasn't going to go the way of the company that was being kept there. This portion of the king's delicacy involved orgies, naked women, all sorts of debauchery. But there was a young man who purposed that he would be God's representative wherever he was. Amen. He would stand strong for God. And it says, "Nor with wine which was which he drank the keen, therefore he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself, set yourself apart and distinct" From other people that will not stand. And so when you stand for God. I I always say this story happened to us in Cuba. We were in a taxi riding into a restaurant. And the the taxi cab driver stopped. And a man stuck his head in the window. And told me and Carigal and another gentleman that was with us. Hey when you guys finish eating. I have three prostitutes for you over here. And they're super satisfying her, he said something, something like that, and and I said, I was looking for you, he goes, really, I go, yeah, you're not a man, here's a book, because men don't sell women, and the boldness, this man went back, he was like, oh Lord, that was the wrong car to go to, and I began to give him my testimony, and he just got lost into the sidewalk in the dark of the night, and I said, thank God, because if in Cuba you tell a person he's not a man, those are fighting words. Yeah. I said, men don't sell women. He would have had the perfect opportunity to punch me in the nose. And, and he just left. And then the taxi cab driver, when you stand and are strong, you don't know who stands with you. He goes, wow, that was great. <laughs> and now he's standing. I said, how many times have, that, have you come by here and you haven't rebuked him? How many tourists have you brought and and stopped your car for him to offer somebody else's daughter? And he goes, "No, I'm I'm married and faithful to my wife." I go, "You're a you're a coward, spineless man. You had to rebuke him before I did." You stand up, and then other people will stand next to you, and you'll be the standard. And that's what Daniel was doing there in Babylon. He stood strong. And he would not defile himself. And I pray the spirit of God just jumps on you today. And you will always stand for the rest of your life. The Bible says Ephesians 6.10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. Don't be a wimpy Christian. Find out where the standard of God is. And it's going to set. I'll tell you what. When we walked into these doors a good 18 years ago. We walked into those doors in this huge building. We were paying $3,000 a month. We needed $15,000 a month. That was the rent here 15 years ago, 18 years ago. And we walked in with 15 men. And when they said the rent here is $15,000 a month, 10 of those 15 men ran out the door and didn't come back. They got scared. They said, pastor's crazy. Crazy. We can't go from $3,000 a month to $15,000 a month. That's that's insane. So they left. They didn't want to commit. And we said, you know something? I think that our kids would love this place. I think they deserve to, to walk into greater territory. We were meeting on Burr Road and 82nd Avenue. 100 chairs fit in that place. This was 250 chairs. 250 chairs, but it was $10,000 more, $12,000 more a month. And we said, let's do it. It's the time. Let's move forward with God. God is with us. The 10 men ran and they left. Five of them stayed. And says, pastor, let's do it. We got it. And then a month after we signed the contract, the landlord calls us in and says, guess what? We were wrong. The rent is only $8,000 a month. We got rid of some cowards. God will do that. The cowards don't want to fight. They don't want to face their enemies. They don't want to be, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Show yourself to be a strong man. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God. Get ready to fight his battles that you might be able to stand against every trick of the enemy. He he is this, he... He's this huge shade or shadow. But as soon as you you allow the light of God to show up, he disappears. He's not able to keep you from the purpose of God. But it requires us to stand. Make sure you have the full armor of God that you might be able to stand against every trick of the enemy. And one of the strong points in my in my upbringing with my children uh, in every crossroads. I remember Nick was like eight years old. Nick went like this. He says, hey, dad, I read the Bible and every firstborn, they mess up. So Joseph's older brother's messed up. David's older brother's messed up. Cain messed up was the firstborn. And he he, he was doing his Bible study and he says, you know, I'm a firstborn, so I guess I'm in that category. I'm going to be your problem child. I said, no, son, you're going to be like Jesus, the firstborn that never fails. That was crucial. That was crucial to have not what the devil was feeding him as darkness narrative, but feeding him truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I, I do that with my daughter every day. I tell her, listen, this is reality. This is God's faithfulness. This is the God I serve. He's never dropped the ball. He has the perfect time and place. And you better be ready for God. And so if you're not, if you're not being the voice of God to your children, they're listening to the devil's, uh, the devil's narrative that they're worthless, that they're no good. They, sh- they should give themselves away. Because there's not a good God. And so there it says, as we stand... Against his whims, his strategies, his deceit. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 12. But it's against rulers and powers, against principalities, against forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 13, therefore put on your armor so you will be able to stand in the day of evil. And having all, when everything is said and done, you don't, in Spanish, no te You're not going to take the low road. You're not going to bow down to the devil. You're going to, after having done all things, you're going to stand. That's what Paul is saying. That's your posture in the Lord. Stand. Stand strong. Stand bold. I'm done. Let's stand. Stand. Fill yourself up with all the inventory and all the power in heaven. You're the spirit of God, the word of God, the grace of God, the company of God's people. I think it's powerful that when when you stand where you need to stand, everything else has to fall. Everything has to bow down. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And that's so important in this day and age where so many people are not prevailing. Right now there's a, a revival taking place in Kentucky and this revival is Asbury University. It's a it's a Christian college and it's a non-denominational Wesleyan school and and, and, and it's been going on for ten days straight, twenty four hours a day, and and people are freaking out. They're like, oh you see what's happening in Asbury? That's supposed to be happening everywhere. Amen. But it's so unusual that anybody would stand for for time as as witness to to God's goodness. And that's where Joshua was when he says, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. I think it's Joshua fifteen, twenty four. He says those words really powerful. Let's 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 be the ones. Is, is there a family in Miami that stands for God? And you're like, I wonder who it is. I'm talking about you. Amen. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about me. You're the family that needs to stand in these days. One of, one of the most powerful witnesses that we have going on right now in our youth group, and I'm going to call them out I do that. I'm going call them out. If you come to this church without your parents, could you come to the pulpit right now? If you come to Spring of Life and your parents don't come, come up, come up. These, these are the young people that are in our church that have decided, guess what? Maybe my dad doesn't bring me, come up on the stage and stand. These, these you know, they have decided, they have decided I want something different Amen. in Amen. my life yes. with regards to a marriage, to family, to children, to finances, to purpose. And, and, and they're standing strong. And, and, and we have some people here that are, are wavering in their faith. Sometimes they stand, sometimes they sit, sometimes they walk around the park. But, but let us be faithful to our God. Let, let, us, let us count the cost and, and be able to be those people in the last days. And that's, that's what I said. Our generation, uh, I want my kids to experience what I didn't experience growing up. Yes. I, I think my kids deserve to have parents who love Jesus Christ more than anything in this world. Yes. So that they can see the expression of God's faithfulness. Yes. And so that I pass it down to them. And and that's the greatest gift any parent can give their children is, is to show them how to stand for God in a generation where there's not many that are willing to hold that standard. So extend your hands this way. These people need a bunch of your grace, God's grace to stand and to be successful and prevail. Father, we pray for these young people that have decided to take a stand for you and do it different and have a different foundation. They could be lost in the nightclubs, in the parties, in the scene where all the cowards and the slime is. They've decided to be part of living stones, to stand strong for God, to stand strong for their church and for the brethren in Christ, Lord. And that they would put on the armor of God and withstand every strategic missile of the devil To destroy their future. For Father Jeremiah 29.11 says. We know the plans that you have for us. To give us a future and a hope. Plans to do us good and not harm. So we pray Father God. That their heart would continue to stand strong for God. And that they might be able to be the standard in their generation. Miami needs to meet these young people. That love God more than the world that love the church more than wicked company of evildoers who lie, cheat, and steal in a crooked generation, that they would be the standard of your awesome power and might and that you might fight their battles. In Jesus' name we pray and the church says amen, Amen. amen, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Go ahead and have a seat. Super good. Awesome super good let's go ahead and dismiss in jesus name we'll see you here tomorrow for men's group we'll see you on wednesday for bible study bring your bibles and god is for you who can be against you god bless you